story as they decide to step through a threshold into the hedge. Yes, that hedge, the Changeling Hedge. As seems to be the running theme with Prince Campbell, he's once again gotten himself into a bit of trouble, and it's up to the Coterie to save him. I mean, sure, what's another life boon to the Prince? He seems to be just handing them out. Anyway, how the Prince got into the hedge to begin with, it's a little bit of a mystery, yet the prime suspect is none other than the Venture Primogen. So off the Kindred went into a place almost beyond description. But I'm going to try anyway. So, my players... It's like being in a never-ending maze of trees, hedges, bushes, thorns, and all manner of greenery. Light that makes it through the shrub shrubbery is that of twilight, sort of casting shadows everywhere and giving everything a sinister-like appearance. You might even swear that you see pairs of eyes in the darkness now and again. Yet something else has your attention. You're running, flat out, in the most expedient way possible. You don't recall when you started running, or why you're doing so to begin with. It's sort of a strange juxtaposition that you're only just now noticing. And that is how we're going to start our first scene. Is you all, as I said, are literally running for what could be your lives, but you have no idea why. So, take it away. Alright, do you guys remember why we're running? I, I, I saw something. Uh, Where, so where's there. the pointy-eared one? Where's the pointy-eared one? Uh, uh, Fiona? Oh god, we lost a uh lock. Do you smell anything or got anything other than leaves? And ow at Do I look like a girl? I, I can't smell crap. Uh, uh, why are we why are we running? Uh Locke, I'm gonna jump on your back and look behind us. How about you jump on my back and I'll jump up high? Uh, higher, and then we can see if we see anything. But what about Rolnik? I'm uh, fine over here, thanks. Come on, uh, Rolnik. Alright. All right. It'll be, uh, uh, it'll it'll be, be a uh, professor sandwich. A Joseph sandwich. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not jam, please. <clears throat> but I immediately jump on Locke's back. Okay. There you are, then. <laughs> I look behind us real quick. What do I see? Roll me a wits and awareness, please. Oh boy, I probably should have put more points in awareness. Might have helped. I, I'm a, I'm a. Actually, I put a lot of points in awareness. What am I saying? Four successes. You look behind you, and it's just more of the same. So more of that sort of thorny green walls that seem to make sort of an archway. Um, it's almost like a hallway of greenery. Um, but you're not seeing anything that came from where you just ran from. In fact, you're not really hearing anything either. Well, I should qualify that. You are hearing, like, insects and maybe some weird bird calls. But you're not, like, hearing the sound of a horn or the sound of something rushing towards you. It's almost eerily how quiet it is. Of course, besides the, the ambience, anyway. If I were right. to jump up using Soaring Leap, would that give us a better vantage point? It would. And in fact, uh, I would give you the opportunity to ask me a single question. I think that would be fair. I'll let uh, Joseph uh, ask the question because he's on my back. I'm just, I'm just on the muscle. He's the brains. Okay. 
So you, uh, I don't... Uh, you get in, you leap up with Joseph on your back, and Joseph, what is the one question you'd like to know about what's going on? Okay, so I want to group vote on this before Joseph himself asks a question because he would be trying to think of what each one of us would want to know. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to pose it to the, to the players. Do you, wanna, do you want me to ask for the layout that we can see? Do you want us to ask for if I can see any movement or beings? Or is there another question you want me to ask? Up to you. Yeah. Layout or beings or... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to ask to see if I can see any beings in the area. If there's anything, if there's any discernible movement using, well, vampire vision. Right, right, right. Uh, yes. In fact, now that uh, you've been given the advantage of supplemental height and you're able to sort of pierce, uh, I don't want to say pierce the darkness, but you kind of squint and you're able to just make out this sort of hunched over figure uh, walking towards you. They are humanoid. You can tell that they probably about five, six, five, eight, and uh, they are coming towards you through the darkness. They'll probably be up to you in about maybe a minute, if that. Uh, occult intelligence? Yeah. To figure out what they are? I will allow it, sure. Another five successes. Uh, something in the back of your head tells you you actually know this form. Just, you can't place who or what, but you know this form. So it's hunched over, and there's a couple of them. Yeah, well, there's one. Just one. Who do we know? Who do we know? Do you, do you see anything up there? I see a hunched guy. He's coming for us, and I think he may not be friendly. Oh, I, I don't know about that. Um... Maybe maybe they know where Fiona went. We're in the Henged. Everything wants us dead. Uh, is that so? We're in a realm where logic doesn't matter. Do we know anyone hunched? Uh, I, I, I don't. Um, Anyone your clans, clanmates? No. Most of my clanmates live in a sewer. Why would they be in the Henge? Fair enough. So my question is, are you all going to stay or are you going to keep running? Well, I, I'm going to I'm going to urge for the booking it. Where do we go? Well, this is a maze. We'll find a way eventually. Right, right. Maybe we should question him. Confront him. Do, do you think we have the strength to do that? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> We, 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 we're running around with, with, without direction. We need to do something other than the same old thing. Besides, we, we have nothing to fear. How about this? I'll, we can lay a little ambush uh, type, type thing. All right, go uh, over there then. We'll hide away and uh, <clears throat> I'll meet this fellow. If you turn into a horse, we're running. What? You heard me. Mm. All right. So, if I understand correctly, Mr. Locke and Mr. Malchus, you sort of go off to the side of the path, try to get out of the way, as it were. And uh, as you do so, uh, Phil, are you just going to stay in the middle of the uh, 
pathway as it is? Yeah. Or okay. Yeah, oh. looking also. in the direction where he Gerald, that guy's coming down that way. So I'm just there. Um hands at the side, just waiting. Very so cool. I'm using Cloak of Shadows. Okay. Has been so noted. So, uh, unless any of you interject further, the figure does eventually come into view for normal vision. And they are, again, sort of hunched over. They're wearing a cloak that is obscuring their face. Uh, they seem to be very a portly fellow, whoever they are. And uh, they stop a conversational distance away from Mr. Rolnick and say, Hello, you appear to be lost. Would you like some help? What is your name? I think you all know my name already. You say it every night. I don't think you understand. Uh, what are you what are you called? And they answer by raising a hand to their hood and they pull the hood back and with horror perhaps you realize you know exactly who this is. This is none other than Fat Lisa. Told you you'd hate it, Soup. <laughs> I'm taken slightly aback at that. And, and confusion sort of sets in, but then it fades quickly. Uh, what are you doing here? Well, I live here, of course. Oh. Have you seen the others with I, us? I, I see many others. You, you'd have to be a bit more specific. Um, this one calls itself Fiona. It is a, uh, a creature from this place. She kind of strokes her chin in thought and says, Yes, I believe I know of this changeling you speak of. I can I can take you to her, but it will require something. What will it require? She points off to the side where uh, where uh, Mr. Malchus and Locke are hiding, and she says, "I know they're around somewhere." And she's pointing like directly at them to indicate she knows exactly where. But uh, I would like uh, something from uh, Mr. Joseph Malchus. Might I ask what may they may that be? Uh, she bats her eyes and says, "I would like a kiss." <laughs> oh, um, you know, I like. Phil also smiles at that. Oh, it would seem he has an admirer. If you'd allow me, but a moment. She motions. And I and I look like because I don't know where he went. Like I just kind of look in the direction. Did, if you've heard her, just make it quick. Un unseen to them, I am grimacing in the greatest revulsion of my life. <laughs> as I am very, very restrainedly trying not to pull a gun and shoot at her. I, I, I 
terribly De sorry about this. I, I decloak and whisper to Locke. So, uh, oh, do you think you could, you could take her? Do you want to risk it? She's asking for you. You're a great admirer of her, of her portrait. Go, go, go meet your, uh, go meet your, uh, your crush. So, of course, Locke sees the unrestrained and extreme revulsion that goes across Marcus's face as I come out of the bushes very slowly and can I roll a will to see how what would I roll just to see if I have enough willpower to force myself to do this uh, now that I'm not muted uh, I would say this would take a uh, an actual willpower Did we regen our our willpower from last time? I'll say yes, just because I feel like being nice, and I think you need it. Because now I have five willpower in total. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend that willpower, and it's just walk up and do the fastest kiss you've ever seen. And... Rule Nick, I think you'll see this. You see I'm literally gripping so hard I'm cutting into my own palm with my nails. That's how tough it is for me to do that. Mm -hmm. And of course... So yes, I uh, give her the peck on the cheek. As you go for the peck on the cheek, uh, I am going to need to have you roll an oppose thing here. Uh, oh, no. Specifically, I need you to roll me a strength and a brawl, please. That is my worst roll. I am bad at close range. I mean, I believe. I have one dice. Let's just believe really hard. <laughs> I believe in nothing except for pain. All right. So unfortunately, uh, when you go in for the peck, um, what happens is she sort of wraps her arms around you and pulls you in and holds you there. And there's some tongue. I'm not going to go into verbal, like, verbal <laughs> description, but there's some tongue involved. And what feels like an eternity later, she releases you and you're finally able to move on your own. And she says, that was lovely. I haven't had one of those in years. I go off to the side to vomit whatever was in my stomach beforehand. There we are. It wasn't so bad, was it? You try it next time. Oh. <clears throat> but you said where you knew... This funeral is. I Show know where uh, a uh, viola is. Out of character, it is viola, but I've been letting you say it wrong the oh. entire time. Mm. Show us where viola is. And uh, she isn't so much show as she just kind of does this motion with her mouth, where she you know puts almost like a cup around her mouth and says, "Viola, over here, darling." And uh, you wait, you wait some more. And then, sure enough, coming from the same direction that Fat Lisa originally came from, your uh, changeling buddy, or whatever we're calling them as far as, far as affectations go, uh, it is indeed Viola. Uh, they do stride out of the darkness and say, Oh, thank the Lord, I was really worried I'd lost you all forever. Uh, where's Ulysses? Oh, she was right behind us. Um... Hmm. 
Maybe she saw Bigfoot. You know, you laugh, but that is a distinct possibility here in the hedge. Oh, I was she, being serious. Actually, she actually probably did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Viola turns to Fat Lease and says, Well, you've done your part. They've made the deal with you. Go along. Go. And uh, Fat Lisa just begins sort of chuckling to herself. She redons the hood and walks off into the deeper parts of the hedge. What in the name? What is that monstrosity? Well, uh, that was actually a rather... How to put this? A rather pleasant dweller of the hedge. Uh, Long story short, you should be very careful about the deals you make here because... They Why have... does she look like the fat Lisa? Probably because... Hey, she was friendly. Be nice. Why does she look that way? Probably because she is a... Uh, out of character. I Correct me if I'm wrong, but in character. She's a hobgoblin. She looks like that. There's a race of them? Well, yes. Everyone here in the hedge, except for changelings, are sort of umbrellaed under the hobgoblin name. <laughs> Just the nightmares and the revulsion. She is most, um, most helpful. Thank you, Fat Lisa. There's a very distant, you're welcome. Oh. But, uh, hmm, okay, so this is a problem. We don't know where Eulis is. Uh, you all ran deeper into the hedge, so now we're going to have to backtrack. Uh, Why did we start running? Probably because you saw Fat Lisa. So that's why we didn't remember it. Trauma. Got it. Well, it's either that or the hunter's after you, and I really hope it's not the hunter. We don't hear any horns. What do you, uh... What do you mean, the hunter? Uh, And you can tell she's, like, wishy-washy. She doesn't really want to say it, but eventually she relents and says, Long story short, there is an entity here in the hedge that enjoys the quote-unquote sport of hunting and changelings are a very frequent target of the hunt. Hmm. But I'm guessing he likes exotic prey too. I mean, it's whatever really suits his fancy, which means we should honestly get moving. The longer we stay here, the more chance that uh, he could decide to come after one of us. Alright. Oh. Let, let, well, lead, lead the way, uh, milady. How interesting. That would be. Of course, Viola. We have to find Eulis. Well, and she starts walking, and hopefully you all are following her as you're walking, but uh, she kind of says, well, we have two options when it comes to Eulis. I can either sort of lead you to a place where uh, you'd be relatively safe, and then I can go looking for her. Uh, Otherwise, uh, I would have to more or less get you guys out to safety, and then come back in to look for her. Honestly, I kind of like the first one, but the second one might allow you to rescue whatever it is you vampires call your group of politicians. We need to rescue the court. The court. Ah, the court. Silly and name. The prince. But... Or the council. I like the council better. The council sounds like a better name to me. But yeah, yes. except everyone there's a backstabber, so. We're going with you, Viola. All right. 
well, this way, let's uh, get a move on. And sure enough, uh, she does pick up the pace. It's not quite a running pace, but it is at least a, uh, a fairly brisk one. And I would like everyone to roll me your unspent willpower, please. Oh, Malchus is doing tremendously well with six successes. Okay, so uh, let's see. So Malchus rolled six. Uh, Rolnik rolled four. Locke only rolled a one. So Locke, I'm curious, what would you say is your deepest, darkest fear uh, when it comes to something of the physical nature? Uh, like personally, uh, per it could be a, a person. It could be an object, uh, basically anything that has a physical form. Uh, let's say fat Lisa. So she comes back apparently, <laughs> uh, no, but you do sort of see on the edge of your vision, like the hint of her form. The rest of you don't see this at all, but Locke, you sort of see the, the hunched over cloaked figure every now and again at the edge of your vision. How far? Do you guys see something? Did Fat Lisa come back? What? I don't no, know. I swore I saw someone over yeah. there in the distance, in the corner of my eye. It's it's best not to focus on that. Just focus on the task at hand. There's, there are many voices here. How far do you think Ulysses could have made it in here? And uh, Viola sort of looks around and says, honestly, if she was running as hard as you all were, she could be in the wilds now, which would be a really big problem for her. But uh, I'm going to be an optimist here and say that they should be relatively nearby, though distances in the hedge isn't necessarily one-to-one. -one. Right then, um, uh, like I go to just pull up my sleeve, check what time it is. So you uh, you check your time on your watch, and yeah. interestingly, the watch face has changed. It's no longer perhaps. Uh, I'm just using a Rolex for example, but it's not like the Rolex yeah. face where it's like you know twelve through you know twelve one two three four five all the way around with the hands. Uh, instead, what you see is that the w the faceplate has been taken over by a skull, a very small skull, but one of the, you know large enough to be recognizable as a skull, but one that would fit in the watch face itself. And coming out of the nostrils of the skull are the little bone hands that are pointing uh, at the time. And the other thing you notice is that the time is not one to one meaning that instead of ticking off seconds, the hand, the second hand, is just constantly going around at maybe twice or triple speed. How much time do... Oh, that's... It's odd. Viola, does the hedge affect what is on our person? It can. Why? Is uh, something wrong? That's my watch. I showed it to the others. It's, um, it's changed. Okay. 
quick inventory. What do, what do we what do we all have? I pull out the gun. Okay. I pull out the uh, iron bullets. Okay. Start patting myself down. I just have like a burner phone. So when you pull out your phone lock, uh, you don't pull out a phone. And it, I mean, in the pocket, it feels like a phone. But when you pull it out, it is like a boa constrictor. It is a literal snake. What the? What? I'll throw it at uh, at Rolnick. Oh my god, what is this? <laughs> Well, the hedge screws with anything that was brought in that is the more complex something is, the more the hedge is able to screw with it. As as he's giving a very logical explanation, you, you toss the the remnant, you know, like the Python's large, right? So you're you just throw <laughs> throw it and the majority of its body goes towards me. I catch it with both both hands. My fangs immediately come out and like I, I grab it by the head and I just bite into it. Uh, and a sudden bestial just, <sighs> and I just rip it. I just start ripping, like I literally barbarically rip the, the skin off of it. Um, and I quickly start lapping at the thing. So I have good news and bad news. The good news is, yes, you do all of that. The bad news I try. is that it's not a real snake. It's like one of those you'd stuff into a can and then you pop the lid and the snake comes out. So yeah, you are tearing this thing up. There's, it's there's the same reaction. Just <clears throat> there's foam and stuffing flying everywhere, and Viola's just like, um, is he all right? Let's go find what we need and get out of here. Um, this uh, this is kind of weird. Yeah, well, not in a good way. Life. Just don't, don't, don't throw anything at me, please. Uh, uh, apologies. Oh, Phil, I was, I was caught by surprise. I, I had a run-in with a few snakes before. Uh, uh, it it, it kind of scarred me mentally. No, 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 my, uh, I'm still wondering why my, my gun hasn't turned anything weird yet. No, seems fine. Where, where are my meds? I look at Fiolo accusatorily as I say that. I pat myself down. What happened to them? She kind of shrugs and says, I'm not sure. I mean, medicine usually isn't a typical topic of that. that um, or where, where could they have gone? Have you checked your back pocket? Oh, yes. And it's not there. Oh. Have you checked your front pockets? Of course I've checked them. Check it again. Oh, <clears throat> So sure enough, Phil, you check your right front pocket of your suit, and there is a bottle there. Oh. <clears throat> Hold it. Read the bottle. I just, I, I, huh, and I sigh. I don't breathe, but I, but I sigh nonetheless, and I, and I take it out. Okay. So are what you reading the label? Just to make sure. Yeah, like I take it out and I read like. Okay, just making sure. Um, so on the label, it does say, uh, you know, Prescription number, whatever, meant for Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rolnick, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, instead of the expected medicine, whatever you were taking, uh, it is instead um, a vial of what appears to be a viscous red, red substance. Your first instinct is to think, yeah, this is blood. But the more you sort of swirl it around in the bottle, the more you realize is that blood is not this thick. 
um, or at least not any blood you're familiar with. I look at it and I sneer. My fangs are just extended. Roll neck. They're just down. Roll neck. Hand, hand it over for a second. Drink it. Let's see what hand happens. It over yeah. for a second. Yeah. I just. I take it. Little pinky. So, Soup, do you remember at the beginning of the campaign where I told you what happens when you uh, taste changeling blood? Yes. You are now tripping I would, balls. I would. I think I would have a second to like immediately realize it and look towards Viola and try to hand the bottle to her. Well, for sake of argument, we'll say that she gets the bottle and she goes, "Yeah, you probably weren't supposed to." Oh, oh dear! Look at his eyes. Oh God! Oh God! It's wrong. Oh God! Why is the sky green? Why do? Why do I taste colors? Why is there blood? Why is there a? Why is there a sun? Why am I not on fire? Oh God! Oh God! Changeling blood. What? Changeling blood. Oh God! This can't be true, Viola. She. Uh... I am seeing the world spin in ways that are not possible. <laughs> she uh, kind of looks at the vial, does her own little taste test, and says, "Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, you shouldn't have drank that. But uh, as to why it's blood, probably the hedge having fun with you. Do you think if we took that out of the hedge?" Uh, the the blood will still be there, or will it turn back to medicine? That is a very interesting question to which I do not know the answer to, but I am interested to find out. I can hold on to the vial. Hands it over. I Thank can you. smell different colors now. How long will this last? Uh, probably an hour. I don't know. I mean, I don't really know how you vampires work. I only had a drop of it, and I don't like this. Well, maybe we can find something for you at the upcoming Goblin Market. I probably should have that before I met the Fed Lisa. It would have been so much easier to deal with. There's a market here? Well, yes, there's uh, actually quite a number of markets. Uh, I'm taking you to one that I know of that should be where we're going. It's hard to tell sometimes the hedge moves things around. But uh, if we get to this market, you would probably be able to find it, not only information about your missing persons, uh, but you might also find some interesting trinkets. There are quite a number of, uh, shall we say, esoteric items that you can find in these markets. Will they help us find the others? They should, but as you have already learned with... Uh, what did you call her? Fat Lisa? Uh, you're probably going to have to pay in some way, shape, or form. And I have no idea what that could be. That could be literally anything from a drop of blood to uh, a memory or maybe even a lock of hair. It's the goblin markets. It's it's weird. Right, then. Don't they also tra trade in the something... Oh, don't they trade it in colors too? In colors? Hmm. Honestly, I've never run into anyone who's asked me for a color before, or vice versa. 
It's very strange. You think Ulysses is, is there? My hope is, is if that is she is not there, of course I'm hoping she is. If she does make it to the, the market, then uh, obviously we can just reconnect with her. But if she's not, I'm willing to bet someone will trade information uh, where she might be. Hmm. Right then. Right then. Right then. Right. So take us, take us there. So you walk, uh, the three of you, well, four of you walk for what feels like maybe 15 minutes. Uh, but Rolnik, if you were to look at your watch, apparently, quote unquote, three hours have passed. Uh, but eventually the sort of green canopy above you uh, opens up and you emerge into a scene that is uh, quite interesting for anyone who has never been to the hedge before. And by that, I mean, uh, what you see is a clearing or as much of a clearing as the hedge permits. And there is a number of what are basically gilded blankets and other tarps that have been set up to sort of cover this area. And you're seeing all manner of people. You're seeing uh, satyrs. You're seeing little goblins, like full-on like green goblin type things. Uh, you're seeing what could be described as a, uh, a halfling or a gnome. Uh, you're seeing a lot of fey creatures, so pixies... Uh, things of that nature, uh, other changelings such as Viola. And uh, as you sort of look around, you see that, as Viola said, there are quite a number of interesting things on display here. Uh, in fact, uh, as you look around, some of the things that jump out at you are uh, there are literal monkey's paws. There are uh, ground-up fairy wings, uh, all manner of uh, things that would prove useful for fey or fey-related magics or construction. Uh, but as Viola leads you into the space, she says, Okay, uh, welcome to the market. Uh, as I said, uh, I'm going to go see what I can find out about Eulis. You just don't leave the market, but you are free to browse at your leisure. Just remember what I said. Deals are deals. They carry a lot of weight here. So just make sure you don't promise anything you can't. Uh, small question. Am I still high? I would say yes, you are still high. Okay, so even if the clock says three hours have passed, one hour has yet to pass. Mm-hmm. All right, Viola. I, <clears throat> I am slashed against lock. Stuff hits hard. We will Do I see anything interesting? Anything catch my eye? I would say roll me a uh, a one d hundred because I have a lovely chart here. A roll of a one. Well, this is interesting. So what you find is an urn. Now this urn is, you know, unremarkable the first time you look at it, but when you look at it again, there are sort of these gold figures carved into or painted onto the vase. Um, and the urn itself, the more you look at it, the more you feel like you know this urn. This urn is something that... It's almost unnatural. It's like you, you have this unnatural urge to go over and pick up this urn, whatever it is. 
Uh, I'm going to go to the stall where the urn is. And I'm going to, I'm going to see if there's like a vendor. And yeah. I'm going to ask, uh, what's the urn? So the uh, the satyr on the other side, he's a fairly uh, typical satyr, you know, goat legs, uh, slightly furry lower half and probably more hairy uh, upper half, or maybe that's reversed. Hey, it's the hedge. What are you going to do? Uh, also has the horns and maybe like goat-like eyes, but uh, the vendor says, ah, so you have good taste, uh, especially for, uh, yeah, one of you kind. Uh, that's, uh, I think they're calling it an ancestor urn. I don't know what's in it, but uh, like I said, you got good taste. An ancestor. That's correct. Are, are you saying that I have intercourse with uh, my relations? Run that by me again, because I only heard half of it. Are you saying that you, uh, or are you, are you insinuating that I uh, have intercourse with my relations? Uh, maybe, maybe I didn't say clear. An ancestor urn, like oh, if you said incest, yeah, I was about to get angry and offended. I mean, I probably could uh, find one of those too if you really wanted it. Can, can <laughs> I roll an uh, intelligence occult to see if I remember what that is? You certainly may. Ooh, interesting. A grand total of two successes. Pretty bad. I would say that the only reason I'm going to give this small amount of information to you is because you are a Nosferatu, and this would be sort of your thing. Um, but you know two things, two very small things. The first is that there is a Ventru legend about an ancestor urn. And that little bit of information, a little bit of rumor that you know that whoever owns the urn gains great power. You don't know what that means. You just know that they gain great power. Uh, I'm going to search him and say, so how much exactly are you trading this urn for? Well, depends on what you have to offer. Is there anything around the urn? Yeah, there's uh, probably not just one or two, but probably like a whole basket full of monkey paws. Um, there's also a few other vials of what look like blood, but again, if you were to pick one up and swirl it around, you'd realize very quickly it's not, like, mortal blood. Um, but there's also maybe uh, a few, like, pinwheels <clears throat> that have impossible colors on it, like, the more you spin the pinwheel, the more weird the colors get to the point where maybe it even starts giving you a headache, uh, and other little trinkets like that. But nothing as tremendously sort of eye-catching as this urn. I'm going to point to the vials of blood and be like, well, I'm more interested in this. Seder looks just a little bit disappointed, but he goes, all right, well, that's pretty easy. That's changeling blood. I can sell that to you for, uh, I don't know, just give me a lock of your hair. Well, I don't know. What are you asking for the urn, then, if, if this is so cheap? Uh, like I said, urn's a very valuable item. I would uh, require a memory from you. Very important memory. What, what sort of memory? Well, he uh, sort of looks you up and down, strokes his chin and goes, Hmm. I want the memory of your first love. I, I look at... Uh... I look at my friend Locke and say, let the old man pay for you. No, no, no. 
your your memories are your own. Now, am I sharing this memory with you, or are you taking it from me? Mm. The latter. You will have no memory of your first love. To you, she will have never, or he will never have existed. You sure you don't want to take me up on that deal? You know, I... I, I can do this. Maybe this is for the best. You know what they say: uh, it's better to love or loved or have not loved at all. And that's 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 poppycock, horsecock, whatever. Um, we can never get back together. Hmm. He, uh, because I'm an unoriginal hack, he pulls out a silver bowl with a <laughs> stick in it. Because yes, I'm ripping off Harry Potter. Sue me. Uh, but it wasn't very clear in the book, or at least I didn't see how they did it. But anyway, pulls out this bowl, puts pulls out the stick and says, all right, all you got to do, think of the memory, stick to your head, other side of the stick in the bowl, transaction's complete. Uh, Cameron uh, focuses on, like, pictures of face, uh, blonde hair, um, uh, probably about college age, uh, 18, 19, maybe 20, Uh Kind of preppy looking, uh, she's smiling, laughing as they uh, walk around um, in a park. And sure enough, you can almost feel like a tug at your brain as the memory, literally in a prismatic show of color, sort of swirls around the stick uh, out of your skull and into the bowl. And for a moment, you can see that entire memory in the bowl being displayed as if it were like a photograph or a movie. Um, but after a moment, the colors swirl and disappear, and the liquid in the bowl turns to a uh, still silver. And sure enough, Locke, you no longer remember ever having loved this individual to begin with. To you, she never existed. But the uh, the satyr sort of takes the bowl, looks at it, and goes, This will do. Here you are. And he hands you the urn. Uh, I'm kind of vacant. Uh, I feel like I... I've lost something important, but I can't remember what. Uh, and I just nod and say thank you for the urn. Uh, and we'll, where did uh, where would Rolnick go? That is a good question. Uh, where did? What Rolnick do you mean go? you won't take this twenty dollar bill? I want that cell phone. Give me your blood. So at another stall, we kind of cut over to Rolnick, and Rolnick is trying to like literally like pay with a phone with a twenty, and uh, we'll say like a little pixie fairy type individuals like, like I'm asking for like a phone, and then I and then I ask for blood. I'm like a phone, give me your blood. So I'm gonna do a voice I've never done on stream before, and I apologize in advance if it's horrible. But hey, it's a pixie. I'm gonna use it, and I think it sort of sounds like you'll find out very quickly. So the voice, the pixie fairy says, "Oh well." If uh, you really want a phone, uh, we can talk about it, but uh, I'm kind of weirded out by the whole, you know, give me your blood thing. Not, not your blood. Okay. Human blood. Huh. No, 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 no. Well, if... uh, animal blood. Well, I mean, if you want human no, blood. Human blood, we... human blood. Yeah. Human blood, well, okay, we could work with that. So... You see Gary over there? And they point at another stall. And you see at this stall, there are literally, like, what appear to be humans in, like, slave chains. Uh, the fairy says, 
well, you're going to want to talk to Gary. Gary has human slaves. He probably can hook you up. But uh, word of advice, he's going to rip you off. Let's see about that, little man. <laughs> and you're like just sort of <laughs> all right, just so you... staring him down a bit. Like my fangs are just out. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. Gary, Gary is a little bit different than the rest of the vendors. Gary is a troll, or at least a very large individual uh, with lots of deformed muscles, maybe a little bit of a tint of a green or a brown, uh, disfigured horns. Like they're not as resplendent as the satyrs. Um, but he sort of looks down at you and says. Right, so let me get this straight. You want some of my slaves. And I have no idea what accent that is, but we're going to run with it. No, no. Gary, no. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want them. I just want their blood. A vial of their well, blood. You want no, a vial of their blood? Two vials. Well, ah. Well, sh- uh, yeah, two. Right, well, if you want the two vials, uh, that'll cost you something. What do you got to barter? A uh, Rolex. Uh, uh, take off my watch. Yes. He kind of looks at the watch. Outside this place. He uh, motions. Uh, might I see it for a moment? Yeah, I take it off and I, I show it to him. Yeah, so if if you'll permit him, he does kind of yeah, gingerly yeah. take it. And uh, he actually licks it and he goes, Hmm, right, this will be a proper payment. You wanted two vials, yes? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Two vials. Gary, so, sir? Yes. He goes over to one of the slaves, and the slave looks up at him in terror. And uh, he produces a vial, like standard size, you know, maybe the size of uh, here, size of an Excedrin bottle. This, this stream brought to you by Excedrin. It cures what ails you. Uh, but it's about that size. Um, and he sort of motions for the human slave to come closer. And again, the human slave is cowering. And... You think for a moment, you know, how is he going to get the blood out? And then he does something you're not going to like. He literally takes the humans, the back of the human's head, slams it as hard as he can into this vial. And sure enough, blood gets into the vial, but blood splatters all over the ground. So Rolnik, I need you to roll me. I believe you know what this is. Uh, I need you to roll me. What is it? A hunger frenzy? Yeah. Um, I think... I see there's a frenzy button here. I think I'm I think frenzy works, yeah. Yeah. Um What is the difficulty? Ooh, that's a good point. I probably asking. should find that again. Um my instinct tells me it's probably a 3 or a 4, but let me make sure cuz you are at what? Hunger 4? I am. Okay. Let's uh let's consult the uh GM Hunger 3. Only or it's three? difficulty 3. Okay. Yeah, then let's make it a three. Or two. Sorry. Ooh. Difficult two. All right. Well, I got two successes. Okay. Now, what does it mean when you roll a one on the hunger die during a frenzy check? Uh, Nothing. Okay. Um, I think if you roll like two ones. Okay. But so now it it says that I do frenzy, but that's if it was a difficulty three. So I guess. Yeah. Difficulty two. Yes, I am seeing it. So yes, it is a difficulty of two. So you do not frenzy. You. So the blood kind of some gets on me. And I just kind of I, I pull back a bit. So my fangs still extended. I just then I kind of look around for a minute. And just, <clears throat> right then, you know, like and I play it off like right. And then I see 
what happened to this this person uh and you know my eyes go wide for a moment and i there's a moment where i realize what is happening is But it's too late. I don't. I don't say anything. It's too late for me to stop this. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of swallow my tongue, and and kind of wait there, as if like a like a drug addict, seeing what he's done to get his drug. And mm-hmm. well, he's he's gotten this far, so the drug is there. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, it takes but maybe thirty seconds more before the. Uh... Troll named Gary hands you two rather bloody vials and says, Roy, it's a good transaction. You want to come back in the future? I'll have uh, more slaves for you. And as I turn away, uh, I I can't help myself. I immediately start licking the vials. Uh, Any blood that's on it, I just um, sort of just licking it. uh, And I kind of look up as maybe the other two are like, where's Rolling? All right, let's take a look here. So uh, I will say that this will count as a a sip from a human, if you think that's fair. And for every vial you consume, you slake one hunger. So with two vials, you could go down to hunger two. Yeah, after like licking the vials, like I immediately pop them open and I just start drinking them. It goes down into my beard. Uh, and I just hungrily try to lap up what I can. Um, I'm just. Very nice. I love it. So uh, as Phil is dealing with all that, we're going to cut back to uh, Mr. Malchus and Locke. So Locke, you obviously have the urn. Uh, But Malchus, what catches your attention now is not a particular item, but instead it is a a satyr that is unnaturally beautiful. And by unnaturally beautiful, I mean that they are quite literally the most pleasing thing you have ever put your eyes on. Now, they have uh, short downy fur that covers their legs to mid-calf, and uh, their hair is almost like a flaming red that uh, sort of pierces, uh, or not pierces, but sort of beautifully flows around their immaculate-looking horns. And their face, as I said, is one of pale beauty that has sparkling green eyes and just a hint of playfulness. And you are, you, you are like, holy crap, this is, this is a woman. I wish to correct you at one point. As a Nosferatu, whenever I see something beautiful... You know what a Nosferatu feels. Mm-hmm. Immediate disgust. So it's almost like what I said, but in reverse. Yes. I just see it. I'm like, if this was meant to charm me, it's doing the utter opposite of that. I take, I take a good hard look to see what she's doing. She's actually walking towards both you and Locke. And she's <clears> even doing that thing where she twirls her hair with a finger. Locke. Whatever she says, do not trust it. Nothing that beautiful ever has good for you. Uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I, of course, step in front of Locke and cross my arms and straighten my back, which has been hunched the entire time. Mm-hmm. 
I'm doing my best to get over the fact that I was a little bit high before. I would say I'm kind of studying it's... him. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I'm kind of studying him. Okay. So the uh, the satyr does stop a short distance away. Maybe enough that if she really wanted to, she could reach out and touch you. But uh, she stops and says, Well, hello and welcome to my little market I have here. Are you finding everything all right? Yes, we are. Hmm. Is there anything I could help you with? Are you looking for anything in particular? We're looking for someone. Oh, well, I might be able to help you. Can you be more specific? A vampire. Hmm. Well, I see two right here. And she smiles and points at the two of you. And, oh, there's there's one over there next to Gary. And she points at Rolnick in the distance. I'm talking a female vampire, also one that is covered in burns. Hmm. You think, uh... Oh, you know what? I think I know where one of those are. No, I know where two of those are. Hmm. Maybe three. Anyways, yes, I think I might know the uh, individual you're looking for. Do you wish for me to for me to be more specific so you can narrow it down from three to one? That would help. I give her a without giving away identity, really, just giving physical description. I give her a decent physical description of man. Of who? Of the prince. Of the prince. Okay. Uh, so you and. After I give her that, I'm giving the physical description of the female, of our friend. Of Eulis, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you give the description, and uh, the satyr sort of thinks for a moment and says, Yes, in fact, I know exactly where this uh, male vampire friend of yours is. Uh, it's a costly bit of information, but I'd be more than willing to show you there myself. Before we make any deals, I need to know a name. Mine? Yes. Hmm. And she sort of opens her arms wide, and as she does so, it's almost like sparks sort of trail up her arms, uh, giving her just sort of a sparkling appearance. And she says, I am Ambrosia, the Lady of Delights. Occult intelligence. Yeah, go for it. I'm, it's going to be very high difficulty, but it is technically possible for you to find out. I'm probably not going to make it. Yeah, with three successes, you just don't know enough about changeling culture or really anything fade like this. <clears throat> so you can tell that, yeah, she's got a title, which probably means a whole lot. But you got nothing else besides that. <clears throat> Viola, are you nearby? Uh, you actually look over and you see Viola is approaching Rolnick. Uh, I yell out, Viola, if you could be so kind. And uh, she sort of motions like, I'll be there in a second kind of a thing. I apologize. Our current guide through this lovely henge is, uh, is simply rounding up one of our close friends. Ambrosia. Ambrosia. Yeah. Do you have somewhere we can sit to discuss terms? Of course, right over here. And she motions, and it's almost like literally growing up out of the uh, earthy surface is a pair of uh, moss-covered stumps and a table, which 
strangely enough, after the table has fully formed out of the growing wood, uh, a couple of pixies fly in a literal teapot along with several uh, teacups that they set on saucers and uh, then fly away. And Ambrosia says, over here if you would. I walk over and uh, sit down very, very slowly. Okay. Uh, Locke, do you do the same? I'll follow him. Okay. So as you two sit down, we're going to very briefly cut to Rolnick. Uh, Rolnick, you have finalized your blood slurping. And uh, it is at this point that Viola does sort of gingerly reach out and sort of touch you on the shoulder like, Hey, are, are you all right? <clears throat> uh, Viola. Yes. Uh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yes. You got... Have you found Ulysses? I have a lead, but uh, you have something something here. Oh, do I? Oh. And your hand mm. literally comes away bloody. Oh. Mm. And I almost like intimidatingly i just kind of do it in front of her well that's That's not barbaric at all uh it seems that apparently uh your friends have run into a very powerful changeling shall we maybe go make sure they don't get themselves killed oh are they sitting down for tea that does appear to be the case yes how wonderful join okay so you all join each other at the table, and uh, my question is, is everybody drinking the tea, avoiding the tea? I am not touching the tea because, one, if you have the name Lady of Delights, that most likely means drugs, and two, I, I know it would be, pr- I know she's probably somewhat powerful, but definitely not someone could turn us into a horse at a whim mm-hmm. at this point all right same question to mr rolnick yeah i uh before i sit down you know i introduce myself uh hello my name is mr rolnick uh it seems that i am a passenger here in your hedge uh what is your name hmm. to be clear it's not my hedge but maybe one day it will be but my name is ambrosia i'm the lady of delights and this is well, I say it's my market. It's not technically, but details. Oh, you are the keeper of this gathering, then? In a sense. It's a pleasure to meet you. I can see at least one of you has manners. And uh, she looks almost scathingly for a moment, like it's a, it's a complete 180. Like, she's looking at all three of you sort of pleasantly. But when she sees Viola, she sort of almost sneers and goes, Ugh. Uh, but, uh, I do have a question for Locke, since you did step away there, Tiger. Um, as far as the tea is concerned, are you drinking the tea or are you avoiding the tea? Uh, what does, what does the tea smell like? Uh, it smells like, like, it smells like a mixture of blackberry and cranberry. So a very fruity, uh, fruity earthen smell. And it actually just looks like you would expect tea to be. So sort of a, an off, uh, transparent brownish color. So maybe, maybe I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a good example because it's been forever since I've drink and, uh, drunk tea myself. Um, maybe like an Earl Grey, even if you've ever seen an Earl Grey type of tea. 
uh, if she's looking at me, I'm going to say, uh, thank you for the tea. This is a lovely market, uh, but I don't really partake in tea. It's not, it's not my taste. Hmm. Well, fair enough. So I believe you are looking for this individual and, uh, she reaches into like sort of her vest pocket or what fares for one on her ensemble. And she pulls out a literal picture of Prince Campbell. Interesting. Oh, I see. Um, Tell me. Where did you get this? Well, many things pass through my market. And this is one I noticed that would perhaps provide a substantial reward if it made it this way to its right person. I'll give that to you. Well, that's part of my my uh, my condition is if you pay for it, I will tell you who gave this to me and where they are. Before we do that, I'd like to know a little bit more about you. Oh, a charmer. Please go on. I know your name. I know you are not what you what you see. And I cracked my back a little bit. Have you ever met a woman named the Fat Lisa? Or looks like the Fat Lisa? She laughs, and uh, before your very eyes, not only does her appearance shift, but just for a moment, I'm not going to switch tokens, but just for a moment, looks like Fat Lisa. I'm going to say whispered uh, to uh, Joseph and be like, well done. <laughs> you don't seem to understand Nosferatu tastes, but so I look at Viola, then look back at Ambrose, Ambrosia, and say, Hobgoblin. Interesting. Tell me, why would you trade with us? Well, I suppose I can divulge this much. I'm not an idiot. I know that the Winter Court and the Autumn Court are vying for attention in Miami right now, and I want a part of it. You want a part of Miami? More or less, yes. Do you belong to a court? I'm uh, what you would call a free agent, but uh, the price is right. I'll court with any of the courts. I look at Viola, and uh, I kind of motion for her to get closer to to me so I could whisper to her without Ambrose just hearing me. She leans in. So I did see her give you a bit of a dirty look. Got any reason for that? Well, that's because she's... uh... Let's just say she doesn't like other changelings that much, and uh, between myself and her, there's a bit of, uh, let's call it bad blood, if you'll excuse the pun. What did you do? I told her that the Fat Lisa painting was an affront to everything that was good in the world, and she took it personally. Finally someone who agrees with me. (laughs) I lean back and look at her and ask, What is the price that you are asking for? 
I want an agreement, binding, of course, that I will acquire some portion of Miami in the future. Now, let's be clear on these terms. When I say a portion of Miami, I simply do not mean a square inch of concrete. I do not mean the entire city of Miami. Let's start small. I would like a single and she thinks for a moment because she's trying to be very clear with her words. I would like three city blocks. Which city blocks? Who gets to pick? Hmm, I'm feeling generous today, so you all may pick. But of course, if you promise something that is not yours, well, then we'll have a problem. This is very true. But you must also understand that the prince of the court is the final authority on this. We can only attempt to give you what you want. Hmm. Well, it seems to me, and she sort of, uh... Oh, excuse me, I gotta sneeze real fast. Or I thought I did. I hate that when it happens, when you get that sneeze and it doesn't come. Sorry. Uh, she sort of motions at the picture and says, Well, as I said, I know what's going on in Miami. And it seems to me that this one doesn't exactly, uh... have a good head on his shoulders. He doesn't quite... Wear the pants in the relationship, if you get my meaning. Uh, no, I don't. The prince is very much in control of Miami. Yes, no one would dare dispute that. Hmm. Are you sure? Three blocks we cannot do. But I think for a woman of your tastes, perhaps we can do something better go on i make i'm very curious now one thing i've gathered here of your wonderful market is that you have many things things are not what you want perhaps it's experiences i've spoken with some of your locals here uh, a large fellow named gary um he seemed to rather enjoy his work I have no doubts that you enjoy yours as well, as we all should. What I'm getting at is, um, while uh, we cannot afford you um, any land proper, uh, we do have strong pull in our court. And if you help us, we will be inclined to help you. Rest assured, our court is lost here. And if you were the one that we say helped us in this rescue, I have no doubt that the court will give you a more suitable um, reward than what you're asking us. She considers this. I will amend our deal. The deal will be that you will extol my virtues of helping you to your court. And you will also pass along a word to roll a fire dash and make it clear that I want in her court. Out of character, since it's been a while, roll a fire dash is the autumn court head that you saw briefly uh, during the very first session. Yep. I just look at the others. It's clear that Rolnick likes this. He just kind of 
Sorry, there is one other thing. She oh. looks over at Malchus. I want another kiss. Is not hanging a picture of the fat Lisa inside our house every day not enough of a payment? No. In fact, I'll make you a second deal. If you put that lovely picture of me in your actual bedroom, I will forgo the kiss. Deal. <laughs> I immediately like put my hand to Locke's mouth as he tries yelling a deal and say, I will take the momentary humiliation over that. I already heard a deal. The deal has been made. You and agreed to put Well bargained and done. I will I will uh <laughs> I will I will make I will... sure I will endeavor that the painting has never moved from his his I, room. I saw Unless, unless the it's, table. Unless it's I I saw oh. my hand on the table and point at Locke and state, you just agreed to house it in your room. No, he said your room. Or she said your room. Yes. But if but if she stated that it would be housed in my room, wouldn't it be that to my violation to which I would be agreeing to it? Feel like you cannot make an agreement sense. for me. It's, like, a communal, it's, it's our communal haven. Mm-hmm. We share it. Share I wrote space. my own I own most of it, but that's not here nor there. Feel of cost. Goes, mm. uh, gentlemen, uh, perhaps to business. Now that she has agreed, she looks ready to tell us. And yeah, sure enough, Ambrosia is just sort of <sighs> arms crossed, waiting patiently for you two to finish. I'm going to murder you in your sleep, and you know that. We're already dead. I'm fine with these terms. What of you two? Can we switch back the picture in my room to the kiss, please? No, I already like the, the new deal that has been made. Uh, <laughs> I already have nightmares of the damn thing. How, how, may, may we amend this? Uh, the, the, the painting can split time between both our rooms. I just feel like that would be unfair to Mr. Malchus here. Well, it's unfair to me. I, I, I was too hasty. I, I, I enjoy partaking in... Ooh. being observed by a creepy uh, painting while I sleep. Uh, roll me either a charisma or manipulation, and uh, I would think etiquette or performance would apply here. Uh, my mic just, my sound just stopped for a second. What did you say? I was having him do a uh, a roll for me. So with one success, uh, Ambrosia sort of bats her eyes very girlishly and says, Oh, you're such a charmer. Tell you what, I will have a second painting delivered to your haven. That is wonderful. <laughs> I, I, I thank you so much. I will display this painting prominently throughout the house uh, in different areas so that all may 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 admire your grandeur hmm. you are far too kind i can see we're going to get along famously but to business the deal has been made so with this i will show you the way and she snaps her fingers and it's almost like the entire fade like the hedge around you sort of dims and becomes a mass of blues and browns and greens and when you come back to yourself when the world starts to sort of gain definition again. Uh, You find yourselves here, which let me handle it for the stream and then I'll describe what you're seeing. 
So, uh, well, Eulis is not there. Uh, but when you sort of come back to yourself, uh, what you find is that you are at the edge of some ruins. Uh, these ruins are sort of a stone uh, castle at some point, or they were. Uh, it has been severely dilapidated. Uh, other thing to note is that you immediately see uh, three figures at the entrance to these ruins. There is an individual which... If you gave it a moment's thought, you would recognize them as the assassin that tried to dust the prince in our very first session. You would also recognize uh, the Venture Primagen, Mr. Greco. And then all of you, not just Rolnik, do see a Miss Bartoni, but I think only Rolnik knows who Bartoni is at this current moment. And behind you, uh, I'm not going to put their tokens on, but behind you are Viola and Ambrosia. And Ambrosia says... I need to have some words with Viola here, but uh, I'll return her to you after you deal with this. And she snaps her fingers again, and they sort of... Oh, it's almost like a swirl of petals and greenery that they just sort of vanish on a, a breath of the wind. What is the assassin doing, and what are the, the others doing? So the assassin seems to be uh, in heavy conversation with Greco at the moment. Uh, Bartoni is very disinterested, sort of looking at her fingernails, uh, doing that sort of I'm here, but I don't really want to be here type of thing. Um, I think dynamic lighting is on. Let me check. So yeah, it's working. Okay. So Locke, you in particular, if you look past Greco, you can just make out the slumped over form of the sheriff. I'm going to activate potence, and I'm going to, I guess, soaring leap into the, the assassin. Okay. At that, we are going to go into turn order here. Get her! You know, I just call out. There she is! All right. Rousing success on that. Very good. You get all of them into turn order here. So we are going to do the uh, three and done. So uh, just make sure that uh, you accomplish your goal, whatever it may be, within those three turns. All right, let me put this turn order over here. And it might help if I actually put you guys in the turn order. There we go. Three, three, and three. All right, so uh, Locke, you are going first. You are soaring leaping at the changeling. Uh, what is your goal uh, once you make impact? Uh, you muted. Oh, my entire thing just went dead. Oh, God. All <laughs> to, sound to, just happened at once. To, to bring it down. Uh, and I, I guess to like, I guess body check it like away from... Uh, the sheriff, like the opposite direction of the sheriff. Okay. If I can. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I would say, uh, as I remind myself as every all these rules, uh, I would say that this is probably going to be a strength, or I could see an argument for dexterity, uh, but definitely a brawl here. And if I recall correctly, it is an opposed check. Ooh. I'm in a willpower. Okay. Total of five successes. I think you've got this, but I will roll all the same. 
Uh, yes, you in fact get it. They only had two successes. So yes, you uh, slammed them the slammed them to the ground, uh, taking them by complete surprise. And I'm going to say that they, on their turn, would either have to try and break the grapple, or otherwise would waste their turn. So you're now over here. And as you do so, as you land on this changeling, um, both Greco and Bartoni like sort of snap up like, whoa, where did, where did you come from kind of a thing? And uh, Greco immediately sort of holds his hands up and goes, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Calm down there, buddy. I'm going to say this is the assassin that tried to uh, kill the prince. <laughs> no, no, my dear fellow, that was me. And uh, Greco is going to pull out a firearm and aim it at Locke. And uh, I have to double check this, but I think he rolls what a dexterity in firearms or composure or resolve. <laughs> All right, usually it's dex firearms, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so this is going to be a grand total of this many dice. That is one, two, three. I see three successes, uh, but two of those die were hunger, so okay, he's fine. I think I read that right. Um, I believe you can attempt to dodge. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. If he's kind of like grappling. Yeah, that's or, what I'm debating you, right or, now is yeah. if I should allow it to happen or if I should say something like there's a minus to the roll. That's why I'm trying to find my page again. I just got to find it again. Uh, if any of you find Could it before I do. Could changeling up for a meat shield? Yeah, I would say if you wanted to use the changeling as a meat shield, we could do that. I could do that. Okay. Here it is. I finally found the uh, page I was looking for. All right, let's see. Um, I would say if you roll me a dexterity and athletics. Yeah, that's actually what it is for a defense against range attack. So, yeah. A dexterity and an athletics, and let's see what you get. A five. So you have two options here, Locke. You can either completely dodge out of the way, or you can use the changeling as a meat shield. Uh, I'll use the cha uh, changeling as a meat shield. Okay. So uh, what happens is Greco fires several times, like a three-round burst. He goes, doosh, 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 with his uh, forty-five. And all three bullets slam into the changeling. And immediately there is this sort of spray of prismatic blood that splatters over you as you realize that Rolna, or that Greco um, has actually hit the changeling in the head twice. So the changeling goes limp in your grasp. They are, suffice to say, probably down for the count unless something weird happens. Can I embrace the changeling? If you want. Actually, I don't think you can embrace the changeling. It's one of those things where a, a, a vampire can't become a changeling and the changeling can't become a vampire. It's, if I remember that right anyway. I was uh, just throwing it. No, I know. I know it was a joke, but it, it's an actual question that I think gets addressed in the uh, the rules. Like, no, you, you can't be a werewolf, a changeling, and a kindred. Oh, But yeah, uh, up next is either Rolnik or Malchus, either of you two. Hey, go ahead. Oh, mute. Sorry. Uh, how many spaces can I move? 
Um, I'm going to say you can move up to, uh, let's say, five spaces uh, on your turn and still have another action. So I'm going to move five here. I'm going to open fire on Greco okay. immediately. That's going to be a dexterity and a firearms, please. Yay, something I'm good at. Finally. Well, not good at, but decent. Total of a two with a bestial... Ooh, okay. Would you like to willpower this? I shall. So that minus is one willpower? You got it. Please hit, please hit, please hit. Oh, wait. Yeah, roll two more dice. Firearms. Uh, how do I roll the additional, the two dice? Uh, if you hit reroll, it should do it automatically. All right, let's see. So that is a total of three successes, if I read that right. Mm-hmm. You uh, you roll too many dice. You're supposed to hit WP reroll, and then oh. go to modifier, and then you select select two. Can I just hit WP reroll and do that way? Yeah. Let's uh, let's see what you get this time. So I hit on my keyboard WP hit reroll on the sheet. On the sheet. No. Oh, oh, on the sheet. Why was I thinking? There we are. Uh, Last second. There we go. Reroll two dice. Right? Yeah. Or how many dice did I roll? Uh, It looks like if we're looking at the original roll, uh, you can reroll, I think it's the two dice. Because you have three failures. And you, what is it? You can reroll up to three, if I remember correctly. So you'd re-roll the one and the three. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's three successes in total. Three successes in total. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you still rolled a one on the hunger die, so it's still a uh, a beast coming out, yes? Yes. Okay. Just making sure. So uh, I'm going to give you the option of flavoring, but I have something in mind. Uh, you will hit him. Um, I smell the blood, my, the pupils dilate, the fangs come out, and I just start hearing the, I hear the beast in my head tell me, feed on him, eat him, grow stronger. I like it. As basically now I am being told by the beast to literally eat the primogen. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. And yeah, uh, your bullets slam into him, and uh, I'm going to say you hit him center mass, but being a kindred... Silver bullets. Yeah, I was going to say, being a kindred, uh, you know, it doesn't really... I mean, it does some damage. You can tell that it rips through his form, but it doesn't perhaps do as much as you were hoping. Yes, but boy, oh boy, silver bullets, they hurt. And it is at this point uh, that it's now uh, Miss Bartoni's turn, and Miss Bartoni... Uh, does something that Rolnik isn't going to like. Uh, Bartoni literally snaps her fingers, and a what appears to be a certain daughter of Rolnik, or the same uh, individual that you saw in the picture. And I think all of you have seen the picture, if I remember correctly. Um, but a certain daughter of Rolnik appears very ephemerally, and the figure sort of sits in front of Bartoni, and Bartoni calls out to Rolnik and she says, 
If you want her to live, tell your friends to stand down. Stop! Stop this madness! Let her go! And, and, I, like, and I'm like stepping, I'm walking forward, my hands are, let her go! Well, you let see, the thing is, is while I have her, I hold all the power. And we all know how much you love it when women hold power over you, Rolnick. Stop trying to distract Primogen! Stop this madness! The Prima Gen sort of looks down at his uh, hold body and he says, You know what? He's right. Uh, I'm not liking these odds, Bartoni. Bartoni sort of looks sideways at him and says, Hmm. If you want to play chicken about it, fine. We will leave. But rest assured, this is not the last you've heard of either of us. I'll make sure to send your daughter's finger in a box for you, Mr. Rolnick. And I would I say... I will eat you. I would say by the time any of you start to try and rush at Bartoni or Greco, um, the changeling who has been shot, almost like a cadaver, sort of, you know, and this is like a cadaver with almost like a half-blown-off head. Uh, this cadaver sort of jumps at the two of them. There's another sort of whoosh of air and leaves, and those three completely vanish. Did I have them in grapple? Uh, yes, which is even more interesting because they literally leap out of your grapple as if they were not there to begin with. Oh. Where did they go? Where, where, where? So I'm going to rush over to the uh, to the sheriff mm -hmm. and see if he's okay. Okay. So as you sort of push into the ruins, you end up finding the entire court, Sans the one that just ran away. And they are all unconscious. They are bound in vines, but they are otherwise, I don't want to say breathing because you don't breathe as a kindred, uh, but they are more or less just unconscious. So they appear fine otherwise. Are they all, are they all here? And yeah, if you look around, you'd find all of them. Like some of them are just behind dynamic lighting, but you'd find all of them. I suppose we know what's this about your daughter hey Rolnick that, that, that is my daughter she has my daughter right but we have the council we have to get out of here let's get out of here and then we can go uh, we can go wreck some shit and get your daughter back I'm kind of pissed off right now. I am going to eat one of them, and I am going to enjoy it. So I think I will, too. You, you get the girl, I'll eat the guy. What? No. Where the hell's Viola? Sure enough, you sort of look back to where you came from, and none other than Viola, apparently giant. Big Viola. Uh, <laughs> Viola actually walks up to you and says, oh, okay, I was going to come and help, and she sort of puts away a pistol. Uh, did everything go all right? Did we find Everything's yours? fine. We have we have the console. Get us out of here. Also, hey. uh, Greco and what, what was her name? She does not need to know that. Okay, Greco. Greco was, yeah. We should have shot him right when we saw him. Hmm. 
Well, it sounds like you have quite a number of things to deal with. So, good news. I did find Ulysses. Let's just say they did get a number of pictures with Bigfoot. A lot well, of pictures. Well, at least something went right this, this night. Oh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's the other sort of sticking point. Um, I can put you guys back now at your golf club thing, but it's sort of the middle of the day in the real world right now. Can you put us kind of close into our house place where we sleep? I would, but if it's the same one I think you're talking about, uh, you have a certain ward that prevents me from doing so. Oh, now she finally got that thing up. Right. Um, there's a basement. Can you, can, can you not bring us there? I could try, but there is, of course, always risk involved in doing so. Matters not. We can't stay here. We have to bring them back where we belong. Very well. Question. Couldn't we drag them into our house? Remember, I have the underground library. I think that's what he, he meant by the basement. Oh, uh, yeah. I meant, like, the basement of our, of our domain um, and also, like, just the basement of where we found, you know, th that little meeting room, that building complex. It was underground anyway, I assume. Or that. Oh, you mean of the golf club? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, there's an underground of the golf club. Uh, sorry, I was confused. I was thinking you meant your haven. Yeah, that, that's what I was, I, I was actually referring to. Okay. Well, there you go. Clarification. I love it. Yeah. So uh, Viola says, all right, well, uh, pick up your bodies. Uh, it looks like this is just a standard sleeper vine. I mean, it should dissolve away once it's in the real world, but uh, I'd say have fun. But uh, neither of you, any, none of you look happy, which, you know, welcome to the hedge. You never leave here happy. So I've gathered. I literally have to have the fat freaking Lisa in my room. You're welcome. And, you uh, owe me so much. I thought you Nosferatu loved that. I love those kind of stuff. Which punishment can your people take? I just like offhandedly say in kind of Viola's direction as we're gathering the bodies. And... Let's just say that uh, when you try to harm one of us, we can usually glamour our ways out of things, if you catch my meaning. So literally illusion yourself back to life. More that you shoot the illusion, but yes. So why didn't the bullets fly through the illusion and go into Cameron? She shrugs and said, must have been a really good illusion. <sighs> Cameron, you, Cameron was literally holding it. Like I said, a really good illusion. Okay, can I just say changelings are bullshit? Yeah, we kind of are. And uh, I like you though, Viola. Oh, you're welcome. She uh, she draws a circle in the air uh, on one of the archways that is still within the ruins. And I'll she watch says very intently, yeah, she draws the circle and she says, I need to leave, please. And uh, sure enough, she taps the air circle and sort of expanding outwards like a rose petal. Uh, it sort of goes out and you are now looking at the basement of the uh, uh, Riviera Golf Club, Riviera Golf Courses Clubhouse. I'm gonna tell Rolnick 
if if you self, if you can get in contact with your ghoul, have them maybe lock the the door to the basement and keep I, watch over us. I, I intend to do that. You've done enough, Viola. Thank you. Hmm. Let me help you get everyone through before this closes again. Yes, do so. All right. And sort of our final scene for tonight's game is all of you getting the uh, quote unquote sleeping members of the council of the court into where they should belong in the real world. And you all being locked into the basement of the golf course to uh, sort of wait out until the next night arrives. But yeah, that is uh, where we're going to end the tonight's session. I know it was a little bit short, but I didn't want to go too in depth without Euless here. Uh, we will pick up the next night, which uh, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of moving pieces. Uh, so anyone watching on Twitch or YouTube, uh, hopefully you had a good time, and see you later, stream. Bye, stream.